Welcome to Word from the Mountaintop, a weekly inspirational podcast brought to you from the Mountain Luther Parish. Today's Word of the Lord will be shared by Pastor Jason or Pastor Jess Felici. The Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter, said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and, in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything, and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. This is the gospel of our Lord. O Lord, on this day of Pentecost, we give you thanks that you sent the Spirit and created the church. We ask you on this day to pour the Spirit upon us, to call, gather, enlighten, and sanctify us for the sake of the world, for the sake of your church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A little girl was visiting her grandmother one beautiful spring morning. And so they decided to walk out and inspect the growth in grandma's flower garden. And as grandmother was inspecting the progress of her flowers, the little girl decided to kind of help them along a little bit. And she was going to do this by opening up a rosebud with her own two hands. Now, You can imagine how well this went. She didn't have a whole lot of luck. As she would pull the petals open, she would tear tear or the petals would bruise or wilt or break off completely. And so finally, in frustration, she said, Grandma, I just don't understand it at all. When God opens a flower, it looks so beautiful. But when I try, it just comes apart. Well, honey, the grandmother answered, there's a good reason for that. God is able to open the flower because he works from the inside out. God works from the inside out. I think that's a really great message for us on Pentecost Sunday. It's what the disciples finally come to understand at Pentecost. Jesus had left them. He had descended into heaven ascended into heaven, and he had told the disciples to wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit. 
And so we see this outpouring of the Spirit in our first reading from Acts today. Now, as we ponder this reading from Acts, we have to be honest with ourselves. And oftentimes, Lutherans and most other mainline Protestants and Catholics have often been accused of being weak on the Holy Spirit. And in my observation, I see why that might appear to be so. Few Lutherans, in my experience, speak of being slain or overtaken in the Spirit, and even few, fewer speak about speaking in tongues. And the rich variety of the spiritual activities that our brothers and sisters in the Pentecostal tradition experience on a regular basis are mostly foreign to us and to our worship. And many times I hear this own critique about being weak on the spirit from our own members. And I hear that as an insecurity about their or their own faith. Like, well, why doesn't that kind of stuff happen here? Or if that isn't happening among us, does that mean we're not doing it right? And maybe... You heard this morning's readings and you wonder how exactly the Holy Spirit is working in your life. Or how is the Holy Spirit working in the life of our church? Does anything as amazing as this Pentecost experience in Acts still happen for us here and now? These are all good questions and things that we ponder oftentimes when we have Bible study, when we have informal conversations. And when I speak with folks, especially our church members and churchgoers, I tell them that I think that Lutherans are quite strong on the Holy Spirit. We are strong on our understanding of the Spirit. We just have an odd way of showing it. And for whatever reason, we just don't talk about it. Now, Martin Luther wrote about the Holy Spirit in the small catechism. This is Luther's explanation of the third article of the creed, which I know we all have memorized from our days of confirmation, but I'm just going to refresh you just in case you forgot a part of it. Here's how it goes. Luther said, I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way, the Spirit calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. Now think back to that story about the little girl and her grandma's roses. Luther says that our faith is like that rose. I don't think it's an accident that Luther's seal is a rose, right? We cannot open our own rose by our own power. And we cannot open the rows of faith within someone else. But (coughs) 
We can water. We can prune. We can love. We can nurture. We can feed that rose. And at some point, after doing all of those things to help it along, God, working from the inside out, opens that rose. The Holy Spirit truly does work from the inside out. And it will open our rows of faith whenever and wherever it pleases. What confounds us about the work of the Holy Spirit is that it's hard for us to explain in words how it actually works in our lives. But the reality is, we would have not been called here to this church without the work of the Holy Spirit. Right? Luther says the Spirit calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth. That means the fact that we're here, the work of the Holy Spirit. The fact that we believe in Jesus, the work of the Holy Spirit. The fact that you get something out of this sermon, certainly not my work, the work of the Holy Spirit. The fact that you are made holy in your life, the work of the Holy Spirit. The fact that you would want to tell someone else about Jesus, the work of the Holy Spirit. The fact that you would invite, want to invite someone else to come with you to church, the work of the Holy Spirit. It's really that simple. If it is an act of faith, then it is the work of the Holy Spirit. Because faith is not something we can create. It's not something that we get for being really good. It's not something that we can purchase with something we have. No, faith is a gift. And we receive that gift from the Holy Spirit. What happens in the Pentecost text in Acts is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And it leads to this incredible gift from God that is faith. Now, oftentimes when we read this text, we get caught up in figuring out if and when and how the divided tongues of fire rested on those who were gathered and what was happening with this group and that group and what were all of these places and where are they from? And we might think that some type of separation is occurring in this Acts story, but in fact, the opposite is happening because the Holy Spirit fills them and they begin to speak in other languages. But why? Why would the Spirit do that? Well, it's to share the faith. To share the story of Jesus and his love. The crowd gathers and they are bewildered, not because they don't understand, but because they do. Because they hear these Galileans speaking in their native language. The Pentecost event then is about unifying people in spite of the earthly barriers. Language will not be a barrier to learning the faith. It's this text that inspired Luther to translate the scriptures into German so that the people could read the Bible for themselves and understand. So the reason that I'm preaching today in English and not in some language that you don't use on an everyday basis so that we can communicate our faith to one another, inspired by this Pentecost text. The gift that the Holy Spirit gives to the apostles is functional. They are equipped for ministry. 
The gift of speaking in different languages was not for their own personal piety. It was not for them to show that they were holier than others. It was not for showing off at a party. The gift here was for the sake of the church. And so that all might hear the gospel of their salvation in their own tongue and come to believe. When the Holy Spirit is working in our midst, we will be equipped for ministry. Not for our own glory, but for the glory of God. Now, folks who were watching this, as the text tells us, were skeptical. And folks, when they witness the work of the Holy Spirit in our time, will still be skeptical. The people sneered at what was happening, saying that they over there were filled with new wine, accusing them of being drunk at nine o'clock in the morning. But this skepticism and doubt gives Peter an opportunity to announce the good news to them. And the outpouring of the Spirit, as strange and chaotic as it seems, is for the building up of faith, for all to see the good news of God. And it contains a promise. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we cling to this promise here and now. Despite the ever greater divides among us, in the church, in our country, in our communities, we are one in the Spirit. The Spirit comes to open up the gift of faith from within us, inside out, so that we might share the gospel with others. We are unified in the Spirit, gathered into the oneness that the Spirit shares with the Father and the Son. Whatever tries to divide us in this world cannot overpower the unity that we share in the Spirit. That was the message to the believers at that first Pentecost. And it is the message of hope that we take with us today. So go into the world with the Pentecost charge. Dreaming dreams, seeing visions of opportunity for ministry, sharing the good news of our Lord. Go and share the gospel in word and in deed. Caring, loving, pruning, and feeding so that God can bring faith from the inside out through the work of the Holy Spirit. And remember the promise. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Thanks be to God. Amen.